0: Welcome everybody. We've got ourselves another week of the security token show. It's episode 223 Kyle. Welcome to the show everybody. I'm your host Herrick Konings joined as always by Kyle Sondland. We've got a week of security token news, all the latest and greatest what's been happening, what new listings are out there, what you need to know. First and foremost, Kyle, how are you today?
1: Herwig, I am feeling really good today. I was reflecting back on when we started the show way back in the summer of 2019. We were in the draws of this stagnant bear market period following the ICO collapse and all the crazy stuff happening in crypto post 2017-18 market. We wanted yeah. to launch the show, start covering everything, and it feels like we're in a similar spot now where some percolation's happening. Herwig. We see all this adoption going on, retail markets are starting to come back, and
0: uh, I'm pretty excited for 2024. I can feel the very same thing, Kyle, which is why I think we should get into the show. But first, we actually have a very special announcement, don't we? Let's get to it. Let's do it. I'm Kyle, last year we pulled off something we never tried before. But over three days we managed to get over 50 speakers together virtually, uh, as well as thousands of you, to tune in Uh, it was an amazing event uh so our special announcement this week is that we are actually hosting tokenize this once again this time in miami in person may 9th through 11th. So come on through and come meet Kyle and I in person. We're excited to have you and and host the, what we believe is the premier tokenization and real world asset event. We're going to start off with a workshop uh, as well as a reception for for anyone uh, who wants to get a drink and check in early. The expo will open on May 10th. We'll have lots of great speakers first starting from the blockchain protocols and the different marketplaces and, and the different providers out there. Uh, as well as on the last day, we're going to hear a lot more of an institutional focus on uh, here from the big banks. We are going to announce the the actual keynotes in March. So get stay tuned for that. Get excited. But we also have some great speakers, as we saw from last year, as well as some new faces already. Uh, it's going to be an absolutely amazing event. I expect well over 40 speakers Uh, all on the main stage. It's going to be great. So uh, it is, uh, of course, a physical event. So we have to charge this time for it. We'll do our best to get a live stream available. But come on down. It's just $299 right now, $299 if you can just uh, get it before March 1st. It does increase over time. And you have lots of great things that come with that. And of course, thank you to Republic, Block Invest, Prov Labs, Red Swan, Securitize, Raise, Oasis Pro, Texture Capital, INX, Aritog. Realty Block Time and Soligenic. You all made this event possible in the first place. Uh, So Kyle, summit.stm.co is live. Tickets are available. I already saw some signups. So thank you for those of you who have already gotten your ticket. We're just getting started.
1: This is really exciting. We had such a resounding, successful virtual-only conference. It's easy to think like, oh, maybe we'll throw this thing up and, and see if people tune in. And we had thousands of people that checked it out over the course of multiple days. And we had breaking news announced from financial services and investment banks. We had Thought leaders in the security token space. We even had innovators from DeFi and some of these other things. Everyone coming together, talking about real world assets, talking about yield generation, talking about real investment opportunities using blockchain technology. The time has never been more relevant for these types of products to come to market, and it's exciting to be able to host our own official event in person here in our city of Miami that Herwig and I have been here for so many years repping the Miami tech movement. I think this is the next chapter in technology innovation to build sustainable opportunities for the financial markets. This is really exciting. Major shout out to all the sponsors to get so many sponsors interested in supporting us because of the the track record, because of how dedicated we've been. We really, really appreciate it. And it couldn't happen without them because it is expensive to host an event as it turns out.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it, as we expected, it's going to be very significant. We wanted to do it all out. We, we've we been here so long that we've actually experienced a lot of the different major crypto conferences that occurred, and we knew exactly which venue to get. So uh, if you've been down here in an event in the past, you'll probably be familiar with the venue, the James L. Knight Center. Uh, but uh, yeah, go get your ticket now. We're very excited to, to bring this event to you in person this year. I can't wait to see what it looks like. We're going all out for it. So come join us in May. Again, get your tickets at summit.stm.co for that early bird rate. And with that, Kyle, let's head into the show. It's time for the Token Debrief. Token Debrief. And kicking off our news this week, we, of course, have to welcome our correspondent, Jason Barraza. How are you this week?
2: Doing great. I'm excited for Tokenize This. I think it's going to be a fantastic event based on how we did it last time and the reception, as you guys mentioned. So, um, yeah. you know, great to see that. And I'm excited to see who's going to join us down in Miami. But
0: in Just the meantime, like last time, I'm actually wearing once again our premium swag from from the conference. It's nice. and, uh, we're gonna have it's some really more comfortable cool stuff. Yeah, really comfortable, and we're gonna have more and premium stuff available this year as well. Uh, thank you to Fairchild uh, acquisitions, our partner for the swag on that. But uh, we've got some news for you guys. I want to kick it off with Obligate, they actually partnered up with Archax this week in announcing a strategic partnership. Ah, uh, basically to enable obligate clients for uh, an on-ramp from fiat into the digital assets, and to utilize the UK framework, the actually specifically the digital asset custody services that Archax offers, uh, as well as they expect the partnership to allow it to expand, you know, into private market securities enabled by obligate, you know, through. Uh, so that would also be pretty exciting. We've seen in the past that they've done issuances for poly trade as well as uh, uh, trade flow before that. Uh, and they support base, which is a pretty cool, you know, I think RWA, uh, you know, title to be able to say. So I think this is all a very big partnership going down, guys. What do you think?
2: Really, really cool to see that. I mean, Obligate, as we know, has issued multiple bonds at this point. Our checks, as well, is you know, getting their foot in the door here to just make it a lot more easy for access um, when it comes to what you mentioned, right? On wrap and custody. So excited for this partnership and everything that we'll bring in the future.
1: Absolutely. They're doing it again. They just, as you said before the show, Herwig, it seems like every week Obligate's out here crushing it, as well as some of the other usual faces that we may see here over the next uh, couple of articles, but I want to get into Rialto markets on the next headline. They are actually officially offering zero commission crowdfunding. For Reg Ooh. CF and Reg A+, plus, which is really, really interesting. She just goes to show the commoditization of these platforms and and how it's getting cheaper and more cost effective to do some of these fundraisers and, and making it easier. The firm is offering flat fee pricing for these issuers who are looking to raise capital, which makes it easy, makes it predictable to budget out what the fundraise would look like. And if they – this – the the – Fee waves are happening for anybody signing up in 2024 in the first quarter here. So this is a promotion for them to try to close some additional clients. So as you may know, Rialto Markets, they're doing broker dealer services as well as they do have an ATS license to do secondary market opportunities as well. So they're covering the whole gambit here and they're really trying to focus on crowdfunding opportunities. So if you're interested, if you're an issuer, if you're somebody that wants to get involved in the crowdfunding space and potentially explore tokenization in the future, you can hit up support at rialtomarkets.com
0: to learn more. That's, I mean, that's an awesome promotion. I can't really think of anyone else that's done something like that. Uh, so I'm curious to see what kind of reception they get for it. Uh, it it's something that's needed uh, or potentially needed to incentivize people uh, to come their way. Uh, as long as it brings in new issuers and increases trade flow, I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm happy to see Rialto do this promotion.
2: 100%. Sale Sale is live here in Q1. Um, so really cool to see that. Take advantage of that. Any issuers considering doing a Reg A or Reg CF offering. Moving forward on the next piece of news, though, we do have Hash HashNotch. They are partnering up uh, with Copper to offer their yield bearing USYC token. Um, and so, you know, the first uh, venture out of Cumberland is HashNote, actually. Um, for anyone that's not familiar, Cumberland is the crypto trading firm connected to DRW, the, the big uh, market making giant. Um, and so it's been confirmed that uh, Cumberland will be the first market makers on the platform. Of obviously supporting the uh, USYC token here. And we actually just covered Cumberland again um, in last week's section talking about VanEck and what their stance was in terms of liquidity and who's providing it. So great to see this just a week later come out. Great coincidence
1: there. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. And uh, it's it's exciting to see more US treasuries and, and all these things come into market. Um, it, it seems like, this is the future of stable coins and interest bearing opportunities here and just another another product coming to market
0: yeah no totally agree with all all those statements moving on we actually have a uh, very exciting update to our list uh, of just this year alone uh, the CEOs of major companies specifically BlackRock JP Morgan Circle Chainlink uh, have all come out endorsing tokenization as the future technology of capital markets. And now you can add Wisdom Tree to that list, folks. We've seen them, of course, be touting this in the past. But just on their latest earning call, the CEO uh, actually spent a majority of his time talking about the future of, of Wall Street being tokenization. And uh, as a firm that you know was very successful during the ETF era and recognizing how just major of a trend that would be, Uh, They think that this could be even bigger, folks, uh, and rightfully so. They're already putting their money where their mouth is, if you will, with their wisdom tree – prime app. For those of you who don't know, you can just go and download that. It's available in almost 40 states. And it gives you access to 13 blockchain-based funds. And the app gives you a lot of benefits thanks to its native blockchain ecosystem. And I saw in the Ledger Insights article that they actually have 18 million in assets under management, supposedly. So uh, very exciting, actually. I think that's a pretty decent number, given that this is only the beginning. They haven't even gone fully nationwide, which I know is their intention. So I I think this is an awesome update.
1: 13 blockchain-based funds that they're up to is wildly impressive and, and pretty exciting. They, I mean, they have such a huge impact on the market, and they are just full force getting into this space, recognizing the, the benefits. And I think this is the way to do it. When you look at tokenization and where the benefits are realized, it is always at scale. So the more products that you can bring to market, the more assets you can bring to market and the more diversity of products you can launch on a singular platform, the more you're going to realize those cost of capital savings and those management savings. So kudos to Wisdom tree not just launching one product and seeing if there's any reception for it. No, they're really optimizing the technology for their fund management process, which, in my opinion, is really where you're going to see the benefits from a back office perspective, which is the most immediate opportunity for blockchain based funds. So this is this is all really exciting stuff and Jason if you don't have anything there I'm just going to Move right into my next article here, which is a carbon credits exchange. Neutral and a company called DLT Finance based in Germany are launching a blockchain platform for carbon credits. The goal here is to tokenize these environmental assets. This is not necessarily anything new. We've seen this model be reflected many times across different companies. But because of how large this industry is, we just need more players, more people working in it, more, more adoption and more talent that is working in these markets. And of course, because these things are commodities and the more that we can make them accessible, now you have trading markets to build more liquidity and to build a larger optimization. So the, the goal here is to make it feel exactly like conventional commodity trading, and they are not going to be using blockchain specific wallets like MetaMask. They're gonna to try to keep it in a centralized user experience and presumably then just use blockchain for the automation on the back end. And so I think this is probably the first layer of of how blockchain gets optimized, as I just mentioned with my perspective on Wisdom Tree. These these you know, firms are taking a similar approach with respect to, you know what, it's not necessarily going to be front-end user experience blockchain-based at first. We're going to start by building the piping in the back end that makes it easier for us to manage while the user it feels exactly the same and it translates to the user in terms of a easier process a smoother process and potentially a cheaper one so major shout out to neutral and DLT finance for getting into the space
0: smart play for putting it into the background uh, as opposed to you know leading with tokens to the user experience I think it's going to aid them well. But also, I think it's just very interesting. We, we have seen, of course, the carbon credit use case, very popular and uh, application of blockchain. It makes a lot of sense, uh, but it just never seems to take hold. It is interesting to see a refreshing wave of focus and attention around the carbon credit use case. So congrats to that company. It's very cool.
2: Hundred percent, and let's not forget it's in, based out of Germany, right? So lots of activity in the tokenization space in that region. So again, once again, the, the, a, a big win for the uh, for the country there in terms of you know geographics and you know who's who's kind of leading the charge here. But moving on to our next piece of news, we have Anchorage Digital and Fusion IQ. They're essentially partnering up to offer um, an all-in-one wealth management platform for registered investment advisors. Essentially, they'll have access to crypto, alternative assets, both tokenized and traditional, Um, investments, all in a safe, secure and compliant environment. The idea is for them to be able to go in and out of all these assets for their wealth management clients in a more streamlined manner. We saw something similar of an announcement with OnRamp and Securitize, Securitize acquiring OnRamp. So now it's cool to see, again, another uh, platform also providing a similar service here. Anchorage Digital, uh, as we know, is the only left OCC chartered bank uh, as a qualified custodian. So they do have a leg up on on that end of things. Um, We also saw Anchorage Digital late last year. I think it was November 2023. They announced their separately managed account or SMA solution for crypto. So once again, another thing to also include into this new platform with Fusion IQ, who did demonstrate their platform on last year's Tokenize This Conference.
0: That's definitely another major trend we're seeing, right, Uh, which is tapping into RIAs uh, and starting to leverage this new access to capital via these distributors as opposed to, you know, trying to shove a website in people's face and saying, hey, come to us directly. Uh, They're going through trusted advisors. Love to see that. And I've got some news from another leading uh, custody provider Bitco, definitely a, a, another major player. They announced an acquisition, so it's acquisition times. Uh, they uh, actually acquired a company called Brazica, B R A S S I C A, and basically they uh, did it strategically in order to get their transfer agent license as well as the digital securities you know platform that they have. They work with a lot of different. Types of players like that in the space already. So this could be a hint, folks, that Bitco is going to be getting into the tokenization game big time with their own issuance platform, potentially using these licenses and and this as a foundation. Obviously, they are, you know, crypto behemoths, so they can definitely build this out pretty easily, I imagine. Uh, But at the end of the day, they could just be beefing up their licenses and preparing themselves for, you know, just the greater custody needs of the RWA and private private markets, uh, and even public market space, uh, which is, of course, still has a need for custody, uh, despite everything, of course, being uh, tokenized. So uh, this is also adding to the list, folks, to make it full circle of yet another CEO, I think, of a major company, Bitco, saying that they do believe tokenization is the future of capital markets, hence their acquisition. That certainly proves, proves that they mean what they say.
2: Absolutely. New tools to add to the arsenal there. Great job, Bitco. And, and congratulations for Jessica.
1: Oh, yeah. Major congratulations to Bitco and, and to the rest of the companies involved there. And to close out our segment here, gentlemen, on, uh, on the show, before we move into the market movements, we have Black Manta Capital, who has onboarded a node for the Polymesh blockchain As a broker, as an issuance platform, it totally makes sense to have integrations with so many different blockchains, Polymesh being one of the earliest blockchain solutions targeting real-world assets. They've been in the space for a long time. They've gone through many interesting pivots as they've learned some valuable lessons throughout the process and throughout growing in this industry. Awesome to see they're still chugging along, building great technology for tokenization. The goal here for Black Manta is actually to provide identity verification and regulatory compliance on the blockchain. Polymesh and Polymath by proxy, they're not brokers. So they're building the technology, which is useful as a means of account. But we still need those traditional brokers to manage some of that compliance and the accountability for these underlying assets. And that's where this partnership, I think, works really well. And Polymesh, they're breaking into the European Union. That's been their main focus is to get a little bit outside of North America, focus into Europe and some of the opportunities there. And so it's great to see Black Manta leading the charge. So major shout out to Polymesh and Black Manta. Both firms are friends of the show, and uh, we're excited to see developments happening across the board.
0: Yeah, cool stuff with uh, PolyMesh. Can you know? Uh, just the more distributed and more ecosystem players they get on their node network, uh, I think the more strong their positioning is, and love to see that expansion. But guys, uh, it is time to, <clears throat> to move on to the market movements. Let's do it. So what? issuances happened last week. Well, Mm -hmm. let me kick it off with a major one, guys. A first ever, if you will. Uh, They say it's a first ever investment grade tokenization of a warrant, folks. This is actually a warrant uh, that is meant to be a call warrant for the Xiaomi. Ah, uh, corporation uh, so for the underlying stock, of course, and the tokenized warrant is the first natively issued warrant on a public blockchain. They use Ethereum, and it was sold to OSL Digital Securities. And most interesting, I actually thought was that this was done through UBS Tokenize uh, out of Hong Kong. Uh, so UBS Tokenize is quietly sneaking up on the scene here. I think this is kind of a first big debut. Uh, with a very cool use case, I think. Uh, Again, this is an example of everything is going to get tokenized, including warrants. They absolutely have their role uh, and absolutely will be tokenized. There'd be no reason not to. Uh, In fact, they are, in my opinion, even more easy to execute. And of course, the firm's Highlighted accessibility, efficiency, and transparency as the key benefits of why they tokenized. Uh, so, welcome UBS tokenize officially onto the scene with this very cool first ever use case.
2: Very, very interesting, guys. Um, I am a fan. I want to give a little highlight to you know, the difference between a call option, which I think people have heard of maybe a little bit more than a call warrant. So the difference between the two, really, they're both give you essentially the same rights to buy the underlying stock at a cheaper price or at an exercise price. The main difference is that a call warrant is issued usually directly by the company that's trying to raise that capital versus Mm -hmm. a call option is more issued through kind of like an exchange. SIBO is one that's famously known for options like that. So I just wanted to put a line there, but really cool for Xiaomi to be involved in this as the underlying company. OSL, of course, has led uh, a couple different issuances, which we are uh, continuously onboarding on stm.co. So great to see them all involved. And of course, UBS tokenized. Great job
1: on the platform there and I'm bringing this to market. Great breakdown, Jason, interesting stuff there. And uh, yeah, I mean, this this is really exciting. More use cases, more opportunities. As I've talked about at length on the show, I think having opportunities to build derivatives products is so important for liquidity. When you have a market maker, they need to be able to hedge their positions. We need to be able to add opportunities for, you know, all different types of derivative trading to facilitate Investment setups to protect yourself and to get additional exposure into these markets. So, the more that we can start building out these frameworks, the more that Wall Street's going to be interested in getting involved. And into my market movements segment, gentlemen, we've got Prometheum. Prometheum is the company that made headlines for being SEC approved to trade crypto asset securities. This certainly made waves in the crypto space as people were frustrated, and it certainly made waves in the security token space as people were excited that that there was somebody that was granted these licenses and approvals. And Prometheum has announced that they are going to be supporting Ethereum as with custody services. So they want to offer all kinds of digital asset support in 2024. But the focus here on ETH highlight Prometheum's commitment in serving some of these new crypto tokens. I also am interested, and it doesn't say anything about this in the press release, but the way that a lot of Ethereum tokens works is that if you can support the ERC protocol, you can support a lot of different tokens. So it'll be interesting to see technically that now they're available and able to support anything that's Ethereum-based but then, of course, there's the compliance piece of which assets they're comfortable in supporting and if they're they're going to take it on a token-by-token token basis or if they're going to batch it based off of something that's a little bit less concrete. This will be, I think, the, the really interesting things that people are going to be paying attention to to see what Prometheus' perspective is on this space. We certainly know that the SEC is unlikely to provide any direct guidance on many of these tokens. so how Prometheum decides to move forward, I think will be almost a proxy decision for what they expect the SEC to feel, because they're the only ones that really have the, the good graces of the SEC at this point. So... this is actually the first time that Ethereum is custodied at a FINRA member firm and an SEC registered broker dealer. So I didn't know that, that, that custody from a broker dealer's perspective could not happen at the crypto level. But I guess Prometheum now is the first one able to do that. So fascinating things coming from them. We hopefully would expect to see others have this ability in the future.
0: That would be Kyle because of their special broker license that they have, right? It's a per- special purpose broker dealer specifically uh, that is enabled for this, which the SEC put them on a spotlight for, saying, "Hey, here is a regulated company that you can properly use." So I actually don't think they have to worry at all about what Ethereum tokens go into it, other than you know the usual AML uh, concerns, because they are licensed to basically enable. Uh, both uh, securities as well as crypto assets or crypto asset securities, whatever the SEC wants to label it, they believe they've got a special license to to support it all. So uh, very interesting move indeed.
2: Yep, absolutely. You know talking to them, they you know mentioned that you know with that they can do anything in the thirty three act uh, essentially. And so all they have to do is kind of notify the SEC, like, hey, we're planning to allow this on our platform. Um, And the SEC has a certain amount of time to come back and say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Otherwise, according to them, they are. Um, So interesting to see, again, this cool, you know, new, I guess, use case coming through for them. Um, They're actually going to take advantage of their SPBD now. So I'm excited to see, you know, how well it, it is a success for them or not. And there
0: are some other SPBD licenses in application. So we may see some more come to market.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. All righty, next piece of news in the market movements. Ondo Finance, once again, coming on to uh, the show's uh, spotlight here. We have their USDY or their Ondo USD Yield uh, token is now available on uh, Suite. Uh, essentially, it's a new blockchain uh, by Miston Labs. Um, this is going to be the first dollar denominated token on Suite. Um, And so, again, Ando we saw last week expanding their ecosystem partnerships, and I guess this is just another one to add to the table. Um, Let's remember, guys, USDY is not available to U.S. investors, but their plan to expanding to other investor bases is through integrating with different blockchains and making it available to their communities. So congrats to both Sweet Blockchain for adding your first dollar-denominated token, and congrats to Ando for once again expanding your network.
1: Um, um, right. for Ondo, um, right, um, man they just they're they're just out here crushing it sui a new blockchain why not support them all
0: why not support them all that's what we've talked about in the past for multi both multi chain projects as well as you know the fact that really any blockchain can support tokenization so long as the smart contracts can support enforcing regulation requirements. Uh, And last but not least, in our market movements, we've got a big bond, folks, big time, over $750 million in digital green bonds uh, offering. Uh, This actually also, uh, as my earlier announcement, uh, also out of Hong Kong, um, so love to see it. I mean, bonds are such a huge, huge market. Uh, that's why I think it's is such a great use case. The two-year digital green bonds attracted subscriptions, they say, by a wide spectrum of institutional investors globally, uh, which they say includes, you know, financial institutions like major asset managers, banks, insurance companies, and private banks, as well as some non-financial institutions. Which I imagine is one of the benefits of accessibility through tokenization. But although we didn't see any specific names, I'm sure it's an incredible group of people. $750 million is no small bond. I think there's only a few more in the billion dollar range that are bigger than that. So great, great uh, news out of Hong Kong there, folks.
1: Yeah, this is settled in Hong Kong dollars. And part of, I think, the thing that's interesting about international adoption of blockchain technology and stablecoins and 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 you know some of this this digital money actually potentially falls into the the lessening lessen lowering strength of the US dollar because a lot of these transactions when they would traditionally happen in US dollars there is a lot of trust in that asset and in that currency being the function with which settles these these transactions Once you start to have a lot of these other countries that are exploring, settling in different native currencies, the trust in those transactions decreases slightly. Just because there's not a long 50, 60 year history of global transactions being done in that asset, there's less confidence in that hard money. And so that's where I think that there's additional benefits to be realized for a lot of these transactions with different countries that may trust each other and everybody has the best intentions, but it's often a lot easier to just say, "Ah, oh, well, let's just leverage the blockchain instead to make sure that all this stuff is locked up, all this stuff is going through properly and can be settled in a transparent way. So I think that there's, there's a really interesting use case there of just, you know, Countries to countries that are settling transactions inter- internationally without using the dollar, it's a higher and higher incentive to use smart contract settlement and blockchain transactions.
2: Hundred percent. I mean, a great use case nonetheless. APAC is growing and growing in the bonds, as we've seen in past reports, mm-hmm. from the ones that we've onboarded to STO market. Uh, you know, we've onboarded, I think, tens of billions at this point, uh, <laughs> and growing and growing. So over the last few years. Uh, worth the bonds. so you know the, again like you guys said there's no small feed700 million plus dollar bond. Uh, so excited to get and dive a little bit more into the details as to um, you know as, as information becomes available as to who's involved, maybe the terms stuff like that. but with that guys, I think it's time for the next segment of the show, right the companies
0: of the week. Let's see if that was big enough to make it. let's do it. Kyle, each week we have the pleasure of picking one winner each, uh, that gets to be in the running for company of the year. And they won because they did something amazing in the last week here that we talked about on the show. Uh, so Kyle with that for episode 223, who are you putting in the running?
1: My company of the week here, Herwig, is Rialto Markets. They have been in this industry for a long time. They've worked hard to build the compliance infrastructure needed, the technology that's needed, and now they're lowering their fees to onboard customers to try to work with them and to bring crowd funds to this market. So I really appreciate all the effort that they're putting in and for doing it the right way and trying to drive additional value to their customers, I think that they deserve company of the week.
0: I think that's a cool, unique way to win. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one on the show before, and I think that's a great way to win it. Well-deserved. Hopefully it works. Hopefully this encourages a lot of people to go and do some business with Rialto. Uh, But Kyle, my company of the week is also for a unique uh, reason, and I think that might give it away. It's because it was for the first ever tokenization of a warrant. I'm going to give it to UBS Tokenize. Uh, Again, they've been a little bit quietly coming onto the scene. We haven't heard too much in the past. But now they are clearly here and willing to compete against uh, many of the other major commercial platforms that have come out, both from the startup world, as well as we've seen from Goldman Sachs and many other providers, Deutsche Bank and others. Uh, so nice to see UBS Tokenized actually doing deals, actually selling uh, you know, a, a warrant in this case to OSL. So for all of these reasons, but specifically because I love firsts. Got to give it to UBS Tokenize. You're my company of the week.
1: Makes total sense. They're huge. They are a market mover. Other institutions follow their lead. This is potentially the biggest institutional news of the week and I think a great winner. Thank you,
0: Kyle. Uh, With that, that is our show. So if you can't wait till next Monday, of course, go check out STM for all your latest trading information, all your latest news, everything you need for the RWA and tokenization space in one place. But don't forget, summit.stm.co. That's where you can go check out our event. That's where you can go get your early bird tickets, the cheapest rate to have the best time at the best summit for tokenization and RWAs here in Miami in May. I cannot wait, Kyle. I cannot wait. Uh, But That is our show, so hopefully we'll catch you again next Monday. Give us a like, subscribe, share, and then we'll see you again next week. Happy tokenizing.